be full of fright. I dreamt that I was with the devil below in his great big fiery hall, where the devil was giving a ball. I checked my coat and hat and started gazing at the merry crowd who came to witness the show, and I must confess to you, there were many there I knew. Welcome to The Dispatchist, a friendly conversation about hell and some other stuff. This is episode 15, Subway Satan Mixtape. Are you sure? I am not sure. <laughs> I believe this is episode 15, Subway Satan Mixtape. With me this week are my co-hosts, Victoria. Hello. And Jamin. Hello. And I'm still Jacob. <sighs> We've got a lot of fun stuff to cover this week. Uh, we had four episodes of fairly academic topic and now we're going to wallow in some self-indulgence to be fair it was a great trilogy it was all four parts of it <laughs> uh did anybody bring anything to the party i brought a drink called the devil's haircut oh and yeah it's it it's, everybody will find out how fitting this is eventually so it's absolute citron vodka light rum some splashes of champagne angostro bitters and a slice of lemon We've been on bitters for a while now. Bitters are, I feel like bitters are very appropriate for hell. Mmm. Uh, so this drink actually sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. But if you were just to take a glass of champagne and put a splash of bitters in, I'm sorry, a dash of bitters in, I don't need vodka in my life. That'd be, that'd be tasty enough. But you see, that's where the devil comes in because that combination alone, the champagne and the bitters, is not nearly alcoholic enough. Oh, no. Mm, I see the point. And the rum, because you have the devil's rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, Should the, you? it's the high liquor, like the vodka and the rum make it the devil. Oh, and the champagne and the bitters mask the evil within. There you go. So it's like a hair, like a nice haircut can make even the worst person seem presentable. Yeah, yeah. Because we are shallow. We are shallow creatures. I brought some entertainment. <laughs> awesome. Being lost in a brimstone-covered, brimstone-covered valley guarded by astrologers. What? How, I can't imagine astrologers being very good at guarding anything. Yeah. No, they just look up all the time and make, Those are astronomers. make bad choices. <laughs> also astronomers. I always feel like in my world, astrologers just sit in the corner of your screen when you're looking at stuff on the web and kind of like... Sort of look in anticipation, like you know, somebody's somebody someday's going to chat me. That's not astrologers. <laughs> that's Clippy. Oh, I get them confused. I know. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Apparently, astrology was a major sin for a while. Clippy is kind of a sin too. Also a sin. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You twist him into a little pentacle. <laughs> if there's not a Clippy pentacle mod out there, one of you hell listening devs need to make that work. Please. Oh my god. Yeah, I think yeah, we need to work Clippy into some think some satanic art. We have a little pitchfork tail. Little pitchfork tail. <laughs> ding ding ding. It looks like you're riding a pact with the devil. Can I help? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like you misspelled satin. <laughs> <laughs> Was that intentional? <laughs> well, for snacks. I brought the ultimate side dish. I was literally walking down the aisle of the local greengrocer. I mean, H-E-B. 
And it was right there on the shelf. I'm not making this up. Have a bowl of avocado rice with real avocado and lime. And so literally, like, here's the packet. Here's the picture of the packet. If we had a website and if we had show notes, you guys could look at this too. I don't know if we can make that work, but (laughs) avocado rice. I bought it because I had to. Like, there was no choice. I had no idea. And it was it was good. It tasted like food. It was warm. It was savory. It was filling. Jacob? It was delicately green. Yeah, Is it a green? little bit green. Not, I guess it has even. to be green. But it was tasty. Avocado rice. Hmm. In my world, I... Instant avocado rice. I'm sorry. Instant avocado rice. Like prepackaged instant avocado rice. You have to make it yourself. Just dead avocado and rice. and flavor on the package look at the picture in the show notes real avocado real uh, i don't know like to me avocado the pleasure of an avocado is the texture well it's so transient like it's a metaphor for mortality you open it up it's fresh and green and then like within 46 seconds it's brown unless you go to extreme measures yeah Hmm. sorry jamin i know (laughs) Okay. You came in all excited. I, I'm still excited because I bought it not knowing. I'm, I will buy it again. This is a, the, a great side dish. But as I was eating it, I was thinking, what culture made this? What group of people is, is like a college kid goes off to school and he's like, well, I don't have mom's avocado rice, but I can get instant from H-E-B, Right. Or like a husband and wife bicker, just like your mother-in-law's avocado rice is no good. What culture is this? Because I don't know. I feel I feel that rice and avocado figure very heavily into Mexican cuisine. That's that's kind of where I was going. To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Our listeners have to feel the silence. The, the desert steppes cultures <laughs> that well, worship no. the strange avocado gods. <laughs> Some Eastern okay. European. The, the strange Chico Chico tribe. <laughs> exactly. A couple of upcoming Amazon purchases uh, from the world of the semi-demonic. I'm excited about both of these. One of them is on Kickstarter right now. I saw it on a website called Hipsters of the Coast. It's a Kickstarter for a tarot deck based on the Ars Goetia, uh, the 72 major demons from Solomon's lesser something, something, something. It's by Jim Pavelik, who's an illustrator for Magic the Gathering. This deck has a lot of that really lush artwork from like early Magic look and feel. It looks really pretty. I'm looking forward to that one. I, I can't wait. I'm excited about it's it. Got so many pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. And I don't have enough tarot decks. No, you only have like 375. Is that right? I don't think I think, don't think I've gotten over 30. 42? Is that right? Maybe. 42, maybe. <laughs> it's the Ars Goetia tarot deck, and it ends in like nine days, which when, by the time you actually really release this episode is going to be two days, so good luck. And a book that sounds kind of fun. This one's by, oh gosh, I don't know how to say his name, Gemina, Gemina Canalis, a science historian. It's called Bedeviled, A Shadow History of Demons in Science. And this is all about like Maxwell's demon and Darwin's demon, uh, these kind of troublesome scientific concepts i guess that are woven into the folklore of science and kind of given names they're not really demons they're just sort of idea placeholders but 
it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to this. I like that demons as scientific metaphor. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what is Maxwell's demon is something about heat distribution. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know any of this. So I'm looking forward to reading a lot of this. I feel like we could do a whole episode on devil demon tell as metaphor. Well, we'll have to get the book first. Yes. We have to get the book first. Can we get the illustrated version this time? Totally irrelevant, but there's a really cute book called The Fairy Tales of Science, which you'd probably love, Victoria. It's a uh, it's a deep dive into a period of time when people were trying to illustrate scientific concepts for children by comparing them to fairy tales and such like. It's really cute. Oh, that sounds amazing. It, it's a charming, charming book. Cool. I'll have to look that up. For every tinker, there's an equal and opposite bell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. It it wasn't funny. (laughs) I'm just super excited about the topic today. I think that's why I'm I'm giddy. I'm just just straight up giddy. So back in March, we looked at a news story. It made the satanic news in a fairly big way about a guy that went down to the subway, dressed all in black with a black hoodie, held his cell phone. The cell phone said, I am Satan. And this is possibly the most awkward way to try and pick up a girl that we've heard to date. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you said, I am Satan, and I made you a mixtape. <laughs> mm, dork. So actually, I I met a girl on the subway, and she seemed pretty cool. And I was thinking I, next time you know I saw her at the, on the 5 o'clock commute, I could walk up to her and be like, Hey, I made you a mixtape, and, and hand her this cassette, and you know... Listen to this and you'll you'll hear what I like and you know who I am and how I feel and I want you to get a better understanding of me as Satan. There's like eight things that are wrong with this, but I just don't <laughs> want to go into any of them because it'd crush your dreams. Oh. Is there a subway in, in Austin or, you, or did you actually meet her at a, the, the subway sandwich shop? That's one of the things that was wrong. But but well yeah it will help you it will help you out okay okay it's it's not too too weird so the story we have here is guy in a subway or jamin hand someone a mixtape we kind of started out with a very greetings from the devil sort of mode then flowed into it gets weird <laughs> but how do we start I feel like there was no other place to start but sympathy for the devil I would agree with that oh, yeah 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 yeah. I mean, you know, you want a good narrative, you want a good character introduction. This is the way to do it. One thing I like about the song is it spans the entire history of evil from the garden to uh, World War II and beyond. The thing I like about it is you're kind of setting the mood. It's not, hey, fall in love with me right away. It's just acknowledge that I exist in your world. Eh? Eh? Eyebrows? Eyebrows? But also, there's a hint of uh, mystique with it because it's, pleased to meet you, won't you guess my name? And so he, you know, he doesn't announce straight up who he is. Mm. He sort of plays out his story 
so that, you know, whoever's listening is kind of like brought in rather than just immediately hit with like a cell phone that says, I am Satan. So I shouldn't have showed my cell phone saying I am. No, Satan. you wait, you wait until the, the second subway stop for the cell phone. Mm-hmm. It's also, I mean, it's not clear that this is actually the devil. It maybe is more of the concept of the devil because later on there's a line. Uh, I shouted out who killed the Kennedys when after all it was you and me. Um, this is like shared evil, not necessarily one person uh, as a force of evil in the world. Mm-hmm. Just as every mm-hmm. cop, just as every cop is a criminal and all the sinners saints as heads mm-hmm. his tails, just call me Lucifer because I'm in need of some restraint, but he is not necessarily capital L Satan. No, no, we're all responsible for whatever manifests as evil in the world. Right, right. And we're all in a sense Satan. Mm-hmm. So, so group date, group activity rather than solo right away. Yes. I get it. Yeah. No. Excellent. So yeah, you, this is, this is what, this is your takeaway. I, uh huh. Okay. Mick Jagger says that some of his inspiration came from Baudelaire. That's kind of neat. There's a short story called Generous Gambler that kind of plays out like this song. A fellow meets the devil, but they never really name him. But he's a, a character with a lot of money and they're in kind of a posh festival, maybe a restaurant type setting. The devil doesn't try and tempt him, but he offers remedies for the loss of his soul. It's like some good might come of it, but we don't know if the narrator gave his soul up to the devil or whether maybe simply privilege life being cost him his soul. And this is just a a reward for that, that transaction. Okay. So the next song, the second song on the list, I actually like because it's Jace Everett. I want to do bad things to you. I don't know who you think you are, but before tonight is through, I want to do bad things with you. I want to do real bad. I want to do bad things to you. <laughs> where, where this is great because you're stating your intentions, right? It's not the Ramones. I want to walk around with you, or I don't want to walk around with you. You know. Being clear with your intentions is something that both guys and girls really, it's like, are we friends? Like, does he like me? Does he not like me? Guys, if you're listening, don't be vague. Well, I wanted to put this one very high on the list. Like, number two, we're still in the howdy phase because yeah. I think it's like your satanic elevator pitch. Got to get <laughs> exactly. straight to the point. I want to do bad things to you. But, and here's a list. But, you know... <laughs> Correctly in sequence with permission. I I don't want to be friend zones with you. So <laughs> let's just let's just go ahead, sit down, we'll have the DTR up front. This is important and healthy. But the bad things, they're not, you know, like fraud, committing fraud, right? Or um, Le- leaving avocados on the counter overnight. Right, exactly. Yeah, There's no, a spectrum no. of bad things. Metallic yeah. wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Depends on the setting. Mm, I kind of like metallic wallpaper, <laughs> but I wouldn't like I wouldn't cover you in metallic wallpaper. That's bad things. Like, yeah, unless that was on the list and and both parties consented. Fair. Hmm. Uh, the next one I think came out of a deep seated desire not to use the devil went down to Georgia, which at least one of us thought was was kind of a silly song. 
I mean, yep. it, it is mm-hmm. a silly song. It is a silly song. And I, I always thought that the devil's music was much better than Johnny's, just hands down. I'm game man back. Sully rosin up your bow and play your fiddle hot. Shit's going down in Boston and the devil deals the cards. So that clip was from The Devil Went Up to Boston by the Adam Ezra Group. It is absolutely loaded with F-bombs. Have fun. Uh, and virtually every other four-letter word as well. And I don't know why. We, we, we are an adult-flagged podcast, so we shouldn't worry about this, but I still do. Um, yeah, listener beware on this one. It's it's fun, but oi. Yeah, it, it's hard-hitting. <laughs> uh, I love the reference to the Dropkick Murphys. And this is a Boston story. It's a Boston subway story. So, And we kind of wanted to nod to that. But also, I think the Adam Ezra group is, um, it's got its own story that's pretty fun. This is a bar band that's been playing in Massachusetts for like 20 years. But during the pandemic, every single night, Adam Ezra did a live stream sh- uh, show. So there's just so much that was there just to kind of serve the community of Ezra heads. I don't know what they call themselves. And it's still ongoing. It's neat. It's just, that, that level of dedication to connection is really profound. But I do have a few things to say about the devil and down to Georgia that are kind of neat. Oh, no. I, the, the sole reason why I want this song on the list is to not have the devil went down to Georgia on this list. Okay. I, I respect that. But I do want to say, because I am pedantic and you can't stop me from speaking truth. <laughs> but can't, wait. Can't I? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um <laughs> It's for one thing. I it's got a, there's a medieval tradition here that's that's kind of fun. It's the duped devil, and that goes way back. The, the devil is a buffoon in a lot of medieval stories. He's fooled by peasants all the time. Like someone will say, "Devil, build me a bridge," and the devil builds this magical bridge overnight. But the first creature to go across it loses his soul, so they send a cat over or a sheep over or something like that. The devil is duped so often, and this is kind of part of that tradition. Also, it's based on a fairly old poem, a 1925 poem called uh, Mountain Whippoorwill or How Hillbilly Jim Won the Great Fiddler's Prize. Links in show notes. Oh, Hillbilly Jim. Definitely links to the show notes. It's a fiddle contest with like the fiddler up the road. The devil does not make an appearance, but uh, you can hear kind of some of the rhythm of it. Uh, You could hear hands spank until they spanked each other raw when he finished variations on Turkey in the Straw. He fiddled sinful and fiddled what? moral, but... <laughs> you said spank. I did. <laughs> they fiddled sinful and fiddled moral, but they haven't fiddled the Breshwood laurel. They fiddled loud and they fiddled still, but they haven't fiddled the whippoorwill. I started off with a dumb diddle dump, oh, hell's broke loose in Georgia. Skunk cabbage grown by the bee gum stump, whippoorwill you're singing now. It, it's, you can hear a lot of the same lines and rhythms from the song, and I, I think that's really fun. I don't think that's about fiddling. Remember when you said we were an adult podcast? That's not, no. It's The this fact is, that we can't keep a straight face over the word spank. Are we really adults, friends, are we? Okay. Anyway, that poem is worth the read if you happen to like the original song, which, if you happen to like the song, which I do like the song. And if, you, if you're not a child like me and Jamie, <laughs> together we're an eight-year-old boy. But the devil went out to Georgia is a little bit too hot 40, so uh, enjoy the F-bomb version. And I just don't like Charlie Daniels. I made the mistake of 
choosing to read a book of his short stories thinking like it would be kind of like ironically dumb and it's just dumb. So <laughs> just dumb, dumb. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So I picked the box tops. I picked the box tops. I must be the devil. Well, I can't stop this evil feel. Do you want to make a deal? I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. To be honest, you know, this is like white guys singing kind of soul or blues. Yeah, Blue White um, Soul Group is what yep, I heard them yep. call. Yeah, they're from Memphis. Alex Chilton, if anybody's a big star fan. He was the lead singer of the Box Tops. They had a lot of hits. Um, the Letter, uh, a wider, a wider the shade of one. pale. <laughs> no, that was Pearl Call Harem. Oh, okay. No, I think they did. They did that one though. Did they do a version uh-huh. of that? Their first name as a band was the Devils. Oh yeah, I like which is very close to Devils. It's, yeah, um, two letters off. But I do, I do like this song, and I like it in our narrative arc because. This is the introduction of the bad boy trope and the kind of using the bad boy trope to seduce the woman like, baby, you don't want to get hooked up with me because I'm going to dis- I'm going to make you disappoint your mother. Oh, yeah. 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 That's hot. So yeah. I feel like this is really like that moment where he's like kind of trying to reel her in by being being this kind of, you know, hey, hey, girl. You know, you need to get, you know, you need to understand what you're getting into here. I like that it went to a place of self-flagellation very quickly. Is it self-flagellation though, or just more sort of like a performance for the benefit of the girl? Let's see. Well, I can't bear to see my face. Wrong is done. I can't erase. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. Now I must be the devil, baby. I wish I was dead. I wish I was. I really do. It starts off bad boy and then kind of gets self-punishing. But I feel like that self-punishing thing is also, it's a ploy because oh. it's like, oh, I just, you know, I just need your love to fix me kind of thing. You know, I'm so broken and then I'm going to dump you. So don't wear the hair shirt, but do wear clean shoes with fresh Velcro. <laughs> what? Okay. Okay, sl- slow down. <laughs> well, the Walk hair shirt. This. The hair shirt is punishment, mm-hmm. right? It, it, this is not self-flagellation, but like, if she does invite you over for dinner, and her mom is like, "We take our shoes off in this house," you want to? No, I be able to do that quickly and noisily. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, am, I am at a loss for where you're going with this. I could understand, like, like you know, stripper, like the breakaway pants with Velcro, but I'm not sure. That, I don't know. I feel like you've got a different aesthetic going here, Jamin. <laughs> Let's move on to Rob Zombie. So I feel like, like I love Rob Zombie. I will. I will admit, I, I love Rob Zombie, and a Yay! lot of this has to do with. Um, just nostalgia, I think, for the like this very particular feel of the '90s, and to be mm. honest, like a feel of the '90s in Austin, where uh, there was a band called the Flame Trick Subs that was kind of a devil themed. They played a lot of rockabilly, which again, devil's music, and they performed with Satan's cheerleaders, oh. who would add this whole layer of 
you know, like ripping apart Bibles and wiping up their sweat with it. And, you know, they, they, they did a whole kind of devil thing, like the drummer drank a, out of a bleach bottle. And this is very high production value. It was really cool. They're really great. But um, the other thing, like I, I love about the song Lucifer Rising, which we could listen to a few seconds now. This is the song that would make him think like, I will pose as the devil and I will get girls because mm. it's such a catchy, like dancey karaoke fueled, like just, just, um, banger of a number and the whole, like, <laughs> you know, Lucifer rising, all the girls scream. I love you. Yeah, baby. I love you. Like that's what he is like. Yeah. You know, this is, this is, this is what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of a satanic version of I Live for the Applause by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's just like Satan is rock star. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With kind of a weird nihilistic carpe diem, like throw yourself into the dark rebel because we're nothing after this and before this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also just so campy. Like Rob Zombie is so campy and fun. But I think this guy takes it seriously. Like our our subway Satan takes it seriously. Like I become the satanic rock star and I get the chicks. On the subject of taking it seriously, I love the level of scholarly research that went into Kiss the Go-Goat. Oh, man. You know, we haven't talked about Sandman for a while, so I think we should shift gears and be a um, be a closet ghost fan podcast. Yeah, Ghost almost made it onto this list like four times. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. They are the ghost in the machine, so to speak. So I think I was the one who originally put this on the list, but yes, yes, we all got super excited. Well, two of us got super excited about it. I I like this song. I just like I had twenty seven million other ghost songs which I wanted to add to the list too. So I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not fighting you on this one. No, it's it's great. And I may be wrong about this, Jamin, but I think one of the reasons why you may not be as enamored of this song is because it is so enmeshed in the ghost backstory or the ghost kind of um fiction oh right that tell that that makes sense yeah it was supposedly (laughs) recorded in the 60s oh right papa emeritus nil yeah it's it's framed as a re-release of exactly yeah on classic songs was it seven inches of satanic panic the um <laughs> and I know, Jamin, you are not a fan of that whole narrative arc. But uh, you've got to be a fan of Papa Emeritus because he's this very barren cemetery character, completely over the top and kind of amazing, that seems to be like the running frame narrative character for every ghost video I've seen, which is thus far four. This is an entirely new artist for me, and I'm madly in love. Yeah. And there's multiple Papas. Yeah, there's so many Papas. And yeah, I think they they on, change out. Mm-hmm. We're on Papa Neil right now, which is Pope nothing. So 
one place I like, I like putting this, this song up towards the front because it's a very predatory song. Like I think it really has a sexual predator element that feels like guy on the prowl, but also it's kind of gender ambiguous, which is kind of fun too. It kind of frames this cross between love and dark magic and how they go together. You've been playing around with magic that is black, but all the powerful magical mysteries can never give a single thing back. You've been daddied by all the dudes that were not dad, and all those dads never gave you the things that you should have had. Then the chorus, Satan, Lucifer, Osculum, Obscenum, Hey Baby, Kiss the Goat, and a very (laughs) wet kissing sound. Ah, it's, again, it's so dancey and another just, like, amazing karaoke song. Like, it is such a party tune. Yeah, yeah. It, It gets you moving. It gets you moving. And I have to say, it also reminds me, thinking about the Satan as rock star, it reminds me like of Bedazzled, the musical numbers in Bedazzled. Like this seems either influenced by or like in the continuum of that tradition. I assume you're not talking about the Leaping Nuns song from the first part of the movie. No, this is when um, it's like, it's a Love me. Dri- yeah, Drimble Wedge in the Vegetations and then Dudley Moore with the Yeah, we all have to play those. We'll have to link to those too. You fill me with inertia. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the 60s version of, of Bedazzled, not the remake, which is fun on its own note. So, we may have to do a whole show about that. Inertia was prior known as newton's demon yeah i don't know if you're serious or not because science science right science Mm -hmm. come on maybe you can't prove me wrong this will also be featured heavily when we do an episode on the witches sabbats from the 16th century because it plays with a lot of the images there that whole kiss the goat bit is right out of some of the witch trials so yay yes Osculum Obscenum was the dignified kiss to the goat's rear end that was allegorically a kiss on the devil. Do with that what you will. We'll leave that explanation out of the mixtape when I give it to her. It's like, hey, this is fun and dancey and you can sing along. Let's not osculate our obscenum. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like daddy issues. Girls like to talk about their daddy issues. So, you know, there you have it. But do you guys like to listen about daddy issues? <laughs> so, Jamin, this next song is 41 years old now. Let's see. So I would have been 60 when it was released. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what are we looking at now? I think this is a great one just in terms of introduction. It's it's Heaven and Hell by Sabbath. But it's a little bit contentious because I like the song and it's got Tony Iommi and Geezer Butler. So you've got the solid Sabbath sound, but it's Dio singing. Right. This is like Dio's first song. This is the song that he used to sell himself as the next frontman, the next singer after Ozzy got kind of booted out because of rock star overindulgence syndrome. R-O-I-S-D. Yeah. Yeah. That. (laughs) So I like the song. I like the way it works. And I love St. Ronnie James. I love him in everything but Sabbath. 
it's like ugh like mm-hmm. my adoration for dio uh you rainbow in the dark any day of the week right rainbow in the dark <laughs> holy diver holy diver is so good that kill switch engage covered holy diver and nailed it have you heard that version no watch the video it's epic okay right? But then, like, as good as this song is, as good as Geezer is, just slamming the bass, as good as Tony is, you know, wiggling the fingers, this whole combination of Dio and Sabbath just makes me sad. But the Why? song... It's Farewell to Ozzy? Is that is that it? No. St. Ronnie was two magical fairies and unicorns. Hmm. And Sabbath was Walpurgis and fairies wear boots, right? <laughs> Radical fairies? No, regular fairies. Fairies wear boots, man. You gotta believe me. I believe that. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, like, I like this song. I just kind of wish it were more differenter. The lover of life's not a sinner. The ending is just a beginner. The closer you get to the meaning, the sooner you'll know that you're dreaming. That's poetry, man. It starts out kind of shallow, but I'm glad it goes somewhere that's kind of got some depth to it. I think it's all shallow that's just me okay i feel like it I, I feel like it fits this tape though yeah no absolutely it needs uh-huh. a place on this tape i'm not buying the lp <laughs> and you know i think uh, just thinking in meta terms it also fits the tape because like this dude is probably somebody who throws the horns a lot to previous metal <laughs> so right. yes so we need to have the inventor of the horns or at least the person who made the horns a thing. I didn't know. You didn't know that, that oh, Ronnie James Dio, he's the one who kind of made the horns a thing. Yeah. No, this is news. Metal metal is not my genre. Mm-hmm. But it's the evil, it's warding off the evil eye, but it became the metal horns. Ghost Square Hammer. Who, who put this on the list? I got confused by that one. This was, there was the ghost in the machine. The ghost ghost in the machine put this on the list because nobody claimed it, yet it is perfect. I, it is. I love this song. I love the video. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> right. And the the video where like Doctor or what is it, Papa Emeritus is is standing against this moon with his shadow behind it. And it's all like old school Hollywood and all these like vintage horror references. Wow. And that chorus. Wow. And you know what that chorus refers to? Not a clue. Freemasonry. Oh, are you on the square? Are Are you you on on the the square? Are you on the level? Are you ready to swear right now, right here before the, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so a veiled Bahamut reference as well then, I suppose. Yeah. Because being on the square, yeah. Blindingly it's a great obvious. Song. Okay, well, I missed it entirely. And, I, and, and uh, Papa Emeritus playing like the part of Dracula, references to Metropolis, all this fantastic, like vintage, vintage horror sci fi. Oh, wow. It's pretty awesome. Going back to the Freemasonry thing, um, it also signifies this popular assumption or this popular stereotype of. Masonic ritual being somehow aligned with devil worship. I think the the Masons and the secret societies in general kind of promulgated this sort of myth. 
Yeah, because I mean, they were they were that you know, like they were just having a good time, but they kind of enjoyed and, and the whole riding the goat thing. They actually created goats to ride because of that stereotype. So like they would get drunk and like you know, part of your initiation was to ride the goat, and- which strangely goes back to medieval anti-Semitism. Yeah, I hadn't really explored or unpacked that, but Masons, yeah, really Masonry is not exactly your most uh, inclusive. Can we plug your book? Yeah, yeah. And it's not really your book, but it's a great book. No, but I did work on it. I edited this book, um, As Above, So Below, that's published by UT Press. That is the art of secret societies, and it is beautiful. It's, It's incredibly gorgeous. It is. Oh, I also just have to say... Instead of saying powers clandestine, they say powers clandestine, which is just such a great uh, way to make a rhyme. <laughs> oh, that was, that sounds very forced. I'm glad I missed that one because I would have like lost sleep over it. No, forced. I kind of love the, the art of the forced rhyme. We're starting to wrap up side one of this epic project and we're into kind of various promises and it's kind of the seduction phase for, to my mind. I think we had to go with uh, Cliff Richard's Devil Woman on this one. Yes. Those are some really tight shorts he's wearing in the video. I have to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, wearing um, loose shorts did not make him one of the best-selling music artists of all time. Well, it never would, no. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't go with boxers if you're in this line of work. No, and, you know, he's he's also a knight. I don't know if you knew that. Sir Cliff? Yes, he's Sir Cliff. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. And the video is very 70s, um, that kind of regressing into a mirror semi-kaleidoscope effect. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know if it was necessarily uh, a good 70s, but it was the 70s. Oh, this is my 70s. This is my, I I so like, I just bathed in nostalgia listening and watching, listening to the song and watching this video. (laughs) Uh, Used in the Tanya Harding comedy film, I, Tanya. Was it really? It was. <laughs> Wait. Good choice, too. <laughs> what? I did not know that. Uh, interesting, like, sort of occult misogyny going on here. I mean, it's kind of a traditional sort of witch story. Yep. It ties into a lot of the kind of werewolf slash shape changer witch stories. Man meets cat with evil eyes. Uh, cat curses him, goes to psychic medium, who gives him the help to break the curse. But then he learns that that is the same creature that put the curse on him in the first place very old story man women are bad i mean that is the takeaway from a lot of the middle ages yeah i feel like this songs like this this was this was a pretty normal song for the 70s let's say and songs like this really screwed up my idea of how men and women relate and Hmm. so i kind of grew up thinking that yeah like women (laughs) have to rely on occult powers and men are just easily baffled. I mean, the latter is definitely true. So true. Yeah. Uh (laughs) But it's also like, yeah, like I kind of want to be this chick. Uh, 2004, uh, heavy metal cover by Cradle of Filth on their album Nymphetamine. (gasps) Cradle of Filth. Yes. I mean, it sounds delightful. That's that's definitely like good church music there. 
Oh my God, are y'all fans of the IT crowd? Oh, Noel. Oh, oh, what's his name? Um, Noel Fielding. But what's the, the character? What's the character's name? Oh, what is his name? But yes, he's a big fan. There's a whole, a whole, there's a uh, whole of thing on Cradle of Filth. <laughs> 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 oh, hang on, I, I have to know this now. Richmond. Yes, I was about to say it's not Richard, is it? It's something. No, it's okay, Richmond. Richmond. When Richmond is like, I, I was, I used to be a, an executive. I can't, I can't do his voice. And he's like at the funeral. And he's like, here, this music has gotten me through some hard times. And he puts the headphones <laughs> with cradle of filth over this grieving mother's head, and he starts playing. And it's like, <laughs> it's very it's screechy. Oh, the music, the 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 scene was genius. The music is less so. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's 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 pretty awesome I, i'll have to listen to that just because i'm kind of intrigued by what a cover of this would sound like well, it leans very heavily on the growly vocal fry basso profundo that you get in certain like death metal mo- moments like cookie monster singing yeah 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 but with okay. the high-pitched falsetto screeching like okay. alternating ah! it's very high contrast rock Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to give that a listen, but I, 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 I'm going to have a hard time like getting, like, I still like Cliff Richard. That's going to be, that's going to be the original, the OG double woman. I can't recommend Cradle of Filth. I can only link to it. Yeah. Yeah. I also have to say, this is kind of like, I don't know that there's sort of this trend on the internets of, um, people shaming guys who send really obnoxious texts after girls reject them. And I feel like this, the guy in this song would be today one of the people, one of the dudes who sends those really obnoxious texts. Yeah, this song, this song has a bit of a lashing out feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, it's not a happy ending song. It's, it's, it's fairly angry. I mean, it's got yeah. a great rhythm too, and it, you could, you could grind to it pretty well. But it's, or it's, roller skate. Yeah. Oh, you, you could roller. I was going to say it's, it's a little bit mellow for a song as unmellow as it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of builds. It sort of reminds me of like Year of the Cat by Al Stewart is kind of the yeah, like yeah. There's they're companions. So talking mellow, I'm closing outside one with David Bowie's Underground from Labyrinth, which is an absolutely magical song. I just love this one. I don't think it fits the hell motif that we kind of strive for in our work, but it's got a lot of relationship ambivalence. It's about um, loss, rejection, illusion, fantasy. And I think it's a, it's heartfelt, but also it's a little nerdy. And I think that's going to play well for uh, our friend in a hoodie. like this is his moment of redemption a little bit yeah that he actually knows the song and knows enough to put it on a tape is like the shining moment of like there may be some humanity there or something a spark of something interesting within so mr bowie talking about the song says that he picked the kind of gospel vibe to it because mm. it's a so the film labyrinth deals with a girl's emotions and her relationship with her parents and her family she discovers herself and it's a very emotional journey. So he wanted to build on that. And the most emotional music he could think of was gospel. So af- after the break, it kind of goes to this, um, this very high energy gospel style that, that's really fun. Yeah. And 
as the end of it, you know, as the end of a mixtape, because you really want to set kind of a mood, a feeling, a, hey, this is me, I'm cool, I'm Satan, I ride public transit, <laughs> right? It really, it, it's a good ending. It, it kind of has some swells, it kind of has some emotion to it, it kind of says, you know, date me, I, I, I yeah. don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're... If you're playing the Jareth card, you're also kind of establishing that you yourself are this kind of dark and, and powerful figure, too. So it, it plays the, the personal story he's telling himself, his own internal myth. And I like that a lot. I'm OK with that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And this is the this is the last song on the first side, right? Yeah. Right. Then, we're, okay. then, then it gets it. weird. Yeah. Inside one, start side two with party of the first. This was a mysterious one for me. Mm. I hadn't to... heard it. I'm still not sure I have. <laughs> well, I feel like this is perfect for the first song on the second side because if she has gotten this far, like he has brought her in enough to kind of seal the deal or at least sort of start talking about sealing the deal. Oh. Ergo, oh. this kind of pact, right? And in this right. case... It's all the song Bauhaus party of the first part is all about a pact with the devil. But the wacky part, because Bauhaus is first and foremost wacky, right, is that it's entirely sampled from a 70s cartoon called The Devil and Daniel Mouse, which is based on the devil and Daniel Webster. Uh, yeah, it, I wouldn't call it sampled so much as lifted entirely. <laughs> That's right. So sampling, I'm using that term. Like uh, the whole thing is is pretty much it's it's it all of it's just dialogue from from that cartoon, but uh, which in itself is fascinating because it's about a mouse who wants to be a famous singer. I found strong parallels between this and the movie The Apple, which is one of the three movies that killed disco. In that one, it's set in a kind of dark dystopian 1995. A Pact with the Devil destroys a band uh, much like this cartoon. Yes, which I, I'm writing that on my list of things that I need to see. And I also feel like this is perfect because not only like he's gotten her this far, it's time to seal the deal. And he blows it because he goes into this like weird mansplainy like <laughs> legalese. Oh. Yeah, go straight to the most cerebral thing you can play now that you got her attention. And it's got just like this. He's made it weird. Yes. This is the, the this is the this is where he makes it weird. Uh, on, on the subject of making it weird, making it weird is why I could not really support the Elvis version of "You're the Devil in Disguise" because it's not weird enough. What? I don't think it's weird enough. Walk like an angel. Walk like an angel, but I got wise. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are. So what would make it weird? Uh, I would say going with the Misfits cover of You're the Devil in Disguise is uh, a strong way to make it weird. Uh, they are the founding band of the horror punk genre. Yeah, You've got Danzig in there. <laughs> the the Guitarist is named Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, 
So just for that, I think they deserve an inclusion in the hashtag Subway Satan mixtape. that because i feel like it's a faithful enough version because there it's it's rockabilly yeah it's not unloving but it's like devil it's like hell hellbilly right and it brings out like the tones that elvis was not uh he just didn't know how to he didn't know how to like play those chords right mm. like he, to, to get to the dark side of the song really it was like you're the devil in disguise but it's a little too upbeat but you got to show your chop you gotta say you got to show it's like look i know history i i know elvis i can play elvis you know i may be satan on the subway but i can call back to the old days right it doesn't have to all be modern punk rock the jury's out on this one. Mm. I just don't think the first one's dancey enough. Also, for me, mixtapes are a lot about surprise. Mm, like, that's mm-hmm. the dominant goal yeah. I have with mixtapes. And that's why I'd go for the cover over uh, the original, like, three times out of four. I don't want to surprise her. I want her to get to know me better. But you and do that through absurd music. It's true, because he's a complicant. Like Bunny Rabbit, Satan, Cheese, and Milk. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. We've talked about Elvis a lot, and I think I think he's OG. I think we can keep Elvis. I like Elvis. Well, we can put both on there as kind of like choose your own adventure. Do you want to do kind of like, you know, sort of, you know, stereotypical, you know, uh, rock idol Elvis, or do you want to go for something kind of darker and more complicated with the misfits? That's fair. If so, turn to page 217. Otherwise, <laughs> turn to page 413. Let's see if, if YouTube allows branching video paths. <laughs> or just in the explanation, if you don't like this, skip to the next one. I want to talk about Bunny Rabbit, Satan, Cheese, and Milk now. But we're not there yet. Yes, we are. No, no we're we not. We have the national. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I mean... <laughs> We could actually keep part of that in because I could <laughs> argue for the fact that the Nationals conversation 16 is kind of used to being overlooked because it is just like it is. It's in the background watching you fall in love with another song. So miserable thing after you are asleep. Now we'll leave the silver city all the silver girls. So this is one of my all-time favorite songs, and I am shocked, ne- like shocked that it has never been used on Lucifer because of the Silver City references and the fact that L.A. is a metaphor for hell. Oh, interesting. With this, uh, a lot of the commentary I heard on this, read about on this song was that it was kind of about how routine destroys people, mm-hmm. like the day-to-day life makes you a zombie, and in that man, in that mode you become kind of dangerous uh, as zombies are so eating brains yeah Mm -hmm. so too much of pattern too much of 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 routine will destroy a relationship Mm -hmm. but it's it's a very level multi-layered song it's a gorgeous song and i and and i feel like that idea of 
a different kind of bad boy, one that is a bad boy because of ennui is just as destructive as the bad boy who will you know, take you down into the hole and disappoint your mother. Like this one will eat your brain because he's evil all through the power of boredom. Well, I think it also fits in a mixtape because at some point in time, at some point in time, you want to have a song that makes someone kind of question mark. And this one kind of fills that for me. Yeah. It's almost like a breakup song before you break up. Right. Which I think you need a certain level of rejection in this album because it's inevitable. Yeah. You can't, spend enough time on a subway and not feel a fair amount of ennui <laughs> right it's true yeah yeah you want to eat some brains the video on this one was really sad too it's kind of this love affair between a stoic secret service agent and a comedically overwhelmed president figure who eventually dates putin it's, it's <laughs> nicely done it's nicely done it kind of feels like a rom-com in a in not a good way it's good, it's good video so good i'm 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 doing a chef's kiss uh because it's it's a perfect video, and it's it, the, 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 it, they represent so well the pain of unrequited love and seeing the one you love making really bad decisions. And see, that's kind of like if you're building a mixtape, and the audio tells a story, but the video tells a story. It's like if we're building a YouTube playlist, which we're building a YouTube playlist. Do we want to put the lyrics version of this song so that you can listen to it without? without being affected or do you want to have your emotions emotionified by this sadness which amplifies by the lyrics right it was really good visual storytelling and it was distracting from the song it but the song is good too they're different storytelling but it was sadder than the song was you're the only thing i ever want anymore live on coffee and flowers and try not to wonder what the weather will be i figured out what we're missing i tell you miserable things after you're asleep <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. See, all oh. I got out of that was you're the only thing I want anymore. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I, I was. <laughs> it's time for some coffee, folks. Whisper miserable things. If y'all don't let me talk about bunny rabbit, Satan, cheese, and milk, I'll be very upset. Hey, Victoria. Yeah. You want to talk about bunny rabbit, Satan, cheese, and milk? No. No. <laughs> As the editor, I'm going to splice this conversation back in. You can't stop me. <laughs> um, I, I love this song. Uh, let's play a few seconds of it. As my YouTube hero Calliope Mori says... Ugh. This is by Stark Effect, and the backstory is that, do you remember the Napster period where you could just kind of download free music from the web for the first time? Glory days. It was beautiful. Uh, so, if you happen to have your Napster directory set up to automatically upload its contents to space, for the first time you could do that, and you happen to have your personal audio recording directory set to dump your default audio directory... Sometimes you would accidentally broadcast your pointless, trivial meanderings to the entire world. And sometimes a mashup artist would find it. So Stark Effect did a collection of found audio collage stuff. It's called... Is it called Bunny Rabbit, Satan, Cheese, and Milk? No. It's called the Mike and Track Collection, I think. And it's all these weird 
kind of intimate, strange, and a little bit sad pieces. There's a really cute one about the Archaeopteryx. It's a little boy like giving this this school report about toothed birds. It's really cute stuff. Toothed birds? Yeah, the Archaeopteryx is a toothed bird. You'll have to listen to it. I found this and I found so many things from the uh, amazing WFMU radio station in New Jersey. Their music blog is just this deep, deep well of very weird stuff. They do a lot of found audio type stuff in particular. Hmm. Hmm. So do check out the WFME music blog. I think it's totally worth the dive. So my response to this song, if you call it a song, I, I get mashup. Let's call it a mashup was like, I feel like the guy thinks that he's all sympathy for the devil. But when he talks, this is actually what comes out. Yeah. 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 He showed too many of his cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just this kind of like mishmash of like word salad. It's like, it's like the vibe of warm leatherette. Mm. So are you th- the, the original warm leatherette or the Grace Jones version? Oh, there've been so many covers of warm leatherette that I, I can't keep them straight. <laughs> this song feels like Warm Leatherette, but just random word search off Boggle. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I don't a know. A little like that. Um, which I guess logically flows into uh, my next choice, which is Bad Things Will Roll With The Devil, a epic mashup by Titus Jones. I don't know what section we should play because it's all kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. I love mashups because, again, I love that surprise factor they have. And this one is particularly magnificent because it just goes all over the horror genre. All over. The full title of this one is Bad Things Will Roll With The Devil, Marilyn Manson versus Christina Aguilera versus Jace Everett versus Rihanna versus Lady Gaga versus Katy Perry versus Yeah, Yeah, Yes versus Drowning Pool versus 666 versus Mike Oldfield. And there's some exorcist cuts in there, um, Hellraiser, Poltergeist. It is all over the horror spectrum, and I love this piece. And it has Jay Sefferett, who we've already, uh, he was our song number two. Truth. I found this one off of bootymashup.com, mashup specialty site, and their holiday collections are amazing. And they've also got two David Bowie mashup sets. Ooh. Oh, definitely worth a visit, particularly if you like absolutely incoherent, weird garbage like this. Mm-hmm. It was less incoherent but not none incoherent. It worked well within itself, but it was still weird. Well, this guy's a professional music producer out of Nashville. Okay, that's he, fair. He, he knows music. Yeah, he, he, he does this. So I put Gamma Bomb 6616 on this because it is like the perfect kind of skater... Uh, Again, it's sort of got a 90s feel like this very kind of skater going down to the hell mouth and spraying graf- satanic graffiti everywhere vibe to it. It reminds me a lot of Black Flag. Yeah, um, and this is kind of the mental breakdown portion of the album to my mind. So <laughs> this kind of deeply frantic screaming sound uh, 
works for me here. But it's also just completely like not at all dangerous, like a 16 year old who has a skateboard <laughs> and a can of spray paint going down into the hell mouth to spray like 666 all over the all over the drain pipes. And they're Irish, too. And drink petrol in the new. <laughs> exactly. Like the lyrics are really, really funny. But it's just like it's everything like a 16 year old think their parents are afraid of. I party with the devil. I make out with the beast. I draw disturbing. I draw disturbing doodles while cranking Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, yeah, like that's every single teenager. If you didn't just throw the horns right now, my friend, this song is not for you. That's right. Yeah, who's got who's got four horns and a heart? Right there. This girl. Right there. I wear my studs on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like them. I mean, I I really didn't know anything about them, but they just, yeah, they seem they seem just generally just fun. Yeah, it really feels like it's about this guy. Like again, he's showing his cards to us at this point. It doesn't feel like something you'd necessarily put on a mixtape, but it's something I'd want to put on his mixtape. You say right, you right. say him, it's me. Oh, <laughs> That's sorry. right. So this is this is yeah, like this is this is Jamin's song, like you know, kind of skate punk. Uh, not at all dangerous, but thinking that he's dangerous. I'm, is that how you are, Jamie? I'm totally. That, is I'm that, is that so fair? dangerous. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. I feel like this song had to be on the tape. Yeah. Which which song would that be? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Van Halen running with the devil had to be on this tape. Yeah. It's it's good. Mm-hmm. It, it's a classic. It's a classic. It got a lot of airplay. Like people know this song, right? Yeah, and it's a good carpe diem too. I mean, it's it says, you know, existence is fairly shallow and fun, but that's not necessarily bad. Yeah. The jury is out on what this is about. Um, a lot of people have said kind of the rocker's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One would say like, again, I think we're going to like Satan is rock star, but this is kind of like the the Bob Seger turn the page version of the <laughs> satanic rock star where he's kind of like, he's a little tired, like, you know, simple life ain't so simple, you know, just it's, it's kind of King of the road meets sort of the ennui of the, uh, satanic rock star yeah all this hard work is actually hard work having this much mm-hmm. fun right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i i do have to point out one lyric that is baffling to me god in the name of the lord of nazareth i'm only going to tell you one one time i don't think that was on my version of it that i was looking at this was like in some lyrics i saw as kind of like where david lee roth is sort of making all of his noises Oh. Supposedly, this is this is a sequence of noises that he is making at some point, and I could not, I could not hear it when I listened to the song. But did you play it backwards? In... 
<laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> I think when a rock star starts mumbling incoherently, you can't really read that literally. But it's so specific. God, in the name of the Lord of Nazareth, I'm only going to tell you one time. I'm only going to tell you one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I could see David Lee Roth saying, I'm only going to tell you one oh, time, yeah, but yeah. not yeah. God, in the name of the Lord of Nazareth. <laughs> That's a whole lot of words from <laughs> for Mr. Roth. So, <laughs> so I put Eagles of Death Metal, Kiss the Devil on this list because, again, if we're sort of going to this place of um, disintegration with our Subway Satan, this is full on like Jesus freaks gone bad to where they're chant- they're now chanting about the devil. I feel like this is the song that the Manson family holds hands and sings before they go to bed. It's this just like so freaking catchy that it is, uh, it's, it's totally, br- it's a brainwash tune. Yeah, I oh, once I heard it. Now you say it like that, that's so logical. Mm-hmm. Once I heard it, I mean, it could not not be on this this tape. It's like um, satanic childhood regression therapy moment. Well, that's how you know yes. you've been brainwashed. I mean, I, I assumed that. Yeah. Okay. It's it's so fantastic, and it's just like I can't get it out of my head now. It is like the ultimate brain worm, uh, <laughs> earworm. <laughs> Or brainworm. Brainworm. Uh, <laughs> brain the earworm that digs deeper. <laughs> I went down tempo after that with devil's haircut. Well, but, yeah, after you've had a devil's haircut, you have a hard time thinking. So you got to listen to something slow. It's all that vodka and rum. Oh, right, right, right. The drink. I forgot about the drink. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, was, it was days ago that we talked about that drink. So is is this kind of the, you know, after you've had kind of this mania of Kiss the Devil, is this kind of the chill out song? I think so. I think so. It's kind of a, it's just like this, the cool down after the rush. Mm-hmm. Or maybe mm-hmm. a crash. Yeah, but not the end. Like, it's going to cool you down and set you up. Oh, you know what this is. This <gasps> is the she's walking off the subway song. Oh, oh I think you're right. Because oh. he's just like babbling nonsense at this point. Mm, yeah. I have been. Yeah, I yes. think this may be the goodbye song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Beck says it was a really simplistic metaphor for the evil of vanity. But dancey, I like that. <laughs> I feel like it's just one of those nonsense songs that only makes sense when you're stoned. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. The, the Futurama made a joke on that with when Beck guessed, when uh, Beck, Beck had a walk-on part. Uh, when I get angry, I write a song about it. Like, The Devil's Haircut. What's that all about? Was this when he was a head in a jar? I assume so. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a totally random fact, but did you know that Beck's mom was part of the of Andy Warhol's factory? What? No. Yeah, when she was a teenager. How mm-hmm. cool is yep. that? Yep. Yeah. 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 If Beck had kids, you could call them Becklets. <laughs> uh, that's adorable. Does he not? So, love, love machine on the sympathy crutches, discount orgies on the dropout buses, hitching a ride with the bleeding noses, coming to town with the briefcase blues. So here's a question. It's kind of a companion piece to, or that's not a question. I'm making a statement. It's kind of a companion piece to conversation 16. Or bunny rabbits, Satan, cheese and milk. It's like if there's a continuum, you start with conversation 16 where you're fully lucid and actually fairly eloquent. Okay. Move to devil's haircut. You wind up with bunny rabbit, Satan, cheese and milk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the third part of the trajectory of mm-hmm. mental degeneration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we need to wrap this up with the devil inside. Yes. Not the Game of Thrones version. There's a Game of Thrones version? There's a Game there of is. Thrones version? Yeah, it's uh, orchestral. <gasps> oh. It's not as dancey. Oh, I, okay. This is maybe a little too personal, but I feel like, yeah, this is the fitting last song on this tape because I mean, again, this isn't total nostalgia, but this is like a kumbaya of sexuality. Like, <laughs> Wait, Let's just hold hands and acknowledge that we all have the devil inside and yeah. let's just, let's just, you know, enjoy that. Cause I swear like, any every single video by NXS and Sting taking off his shirt and don't stand so close to me. I learned a lot about myself seeing those things. Well, it lets you establish a connection between you and Satan in the subway and the driver on the bus and everyone. I, it shows you're absolutely right. The devil, like we can all come together to acknowledge the devil inside of all of us. And sometimes that results in us babbling incoherently. Sometimes it means that we just like totally make out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is the point. Win-win, right? Right. Like what's the whole point of a mixtape? Yeah. So I want, I want her to have heard this. And like, this has been a roller coaster of emotions, honestly, like. You may have to go back and listen to a few songs. You have to go forward, skip forward. But at the end of the day, if next time you see me on the subway, scroll, 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 scroll. (laughs) Next time you see me on the subway and I'm like, hey, and you're like, hey. And then you say, bunny rabbits, Satan, cheese and milk. (laughs) And I'd be like, yeah, that's my mixtape. (laughs) well thank you for going on this journey with us um it's been fun we'll get back to something else (laughs) very soon um if you'd like to support the podcast please consider donating on patreon Uh, we'd love to see you there and at some point in time we'll work out what our supporters get that's going to be a discussion um and rate us on itunes 
or your podcast platform of choice. That means an awful lot for a new podcast like us. Uh, so again, thank you. And we'll see you in hell. This podcast is copyright 2021 by the dispatchist and its creative commons. You're welcome to reuse with attribution. Look for us on your favorite podcast app. Say hi to us on Twitter or Gmail at the dispatchist, no spaces. Check out our website, dispatch.ist, for more episodes, show notes, and a variety of hellish resources. Hey, uh, this is Jacob, Studio of the Inglorious. You called about an invoice? Um, no, this should be fine under fair use. It's transformative, short clips. Oh, there's no such thing as fair use. That's Ball's invention to sow discord and confusion? How much? Oh, shit.